I mean, we can address that once we like get into it. I wish I'd been reporting the whole time. Like that probably would have been like a funny thing to have. Um, but like my last thing I was going to say is, yeah, you know, like we had the condenser mic, but there was, like you said, Logan smacking the table. Um, does anyone need to use the restroom? Because we had not one, but two episodes where someone got up flush the toilet. to use the restroom. <laughs> yeah, there's a toilet flushing in the background. So does anyone have to use the restroom? I'm good. Okay. On that, ask me again whenever I finish this cup of coffee. That sonic cup of coffee. That can't be good. Do you want me to make you a, a, a normal cup of coffee? No, I'm good right now. No, you're good for right now? Okay. If halfway through this episode you want a cup of coffee, just let me know. I'll just well, the audience can hear the coffee grinder. Like we'll just we'll just go loud. Hey, I am Timothy McDaniel. Cole Wright. I am Josh Glass. And this is the movie rubric. This is our first time getting together. We're in the back room of my house that I call the dungeon. And uh this is really honestly not our first podcast. We were just talking about that here a second ago. Um We've done a podcast before. It went very poorly. Um, I don't think any of us were aware of even how to use a microphone properly, let alone audio processing equipment, how to upload it. We're just having fun. And I'll just say I wasn't invited to that one. So Well, it sucked. That's, for me. that's probably why it sucked. <laughs> it was, I, I can vouch. Yeah, <laughs> it was not good. So count your blessings. Um, this is going to be a podcast where we talk about movies. Um, we might do some TV shows. Um, the goal is to kind of stay current current events and things like that but i mean if there's something coming out that like is a little older and there's like a dead space i'm not opposed to going back and like maybe you know one day we'll just if we just really break out people want us to review like breaking bad we can go back and do you know yeah. that or the english dub of squid game cole <laughs> ira there's something wrong with you that you there like is, the yes. english dub of squid game is I, it that i like it or that i like how you react to me saying i like it your guys are going to learn quick cole likes to stir the pot um i'm also going to go ahead and address um we were just talking i may leave it in there may not um through most of my life i went by the name tyler that was my old name i have shaved that name i've <laughs> shirked it off and i now go by tim um which is my actual first name because it's a really boring reason but when i went to college i just didn't want to correct the teachers when they took roll call and they said tim mcdaniel i was like yeah i'm here um <laughs> just didn't feel like correcting anybody so i i slowly but surely started introducing myself as tim but the two people sitting here at the table with me they've been best friends of mine since i was very young cole and i went to pre-k together um we bonded whenever a girl kicked me off of the tricycle and i was crying he came over to console me and that was where our friendship started um, so yeah, so they know me as Tyler. So if that slips out, uh, that is why, um, today we're going to be reviewing black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, we just went and saw it Friday, right? Yeah. Friday. And yeah. we've done a lot of things since then. I hate to say it. I, I wish we could have, I was going to say disclaimer. Now these other two took notes and you know, were prepared. <laughs> I didn't. So I've slept since then. So I'm going to be trying to remember what I saw in theater on Friday. So we'll, uh, See how that yeah. goes. You just I banter off of what we say. Yeah. Yeah. And there I, I'm going to need some refreshing on <laughs> just agree or disagree with us and you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah. I, it's funny. You're looking here at the table. We've got like the three level of notes. I have the laptop with my very like detailed notes that I took. And then Josh is over there using a cell phone with notes that he just, when you just dropped those down, you said like 30, 40 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. An hour at most. Yeah. I, I gave rankings. I didn't. And then Cole has a laptop, but has deigned not to take notes on it. He I mean, just has a MacBook on the table. Listen, I got to know what we're doing here most of the time. I, he wants to look official with his Mac sitting yeah, on the table. I, mean, yeah. I, thought, I for some reason, thought there was going to be cameras on us, so I need to look official, but um, this is awkward. It's There's audio. No, it is, it is a podcast. So, yeah, so we've done a couple things. We also just went and saw Steve Vai last night, which 
was awesome. So our brains of, are not completely inundated. He's wearing a Steve Vai shirt. Cole has just lifted it up. So, I mean, we're not completely inundated and like we had, didn't just see the movie. Um, but I think that I still have a really good sense of what it was. So my first question for you guys is like, did you like the movie? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Not generally, but I mean, it's kind of one of those things like, was it good? I thought so. But also I think it kind of helps its case when you're coming off of Love and Thunder which was someone defend that movie. I dare you. Nope. And, nope. Not me. Um, <laughs> I didn't see it. So I and can't. multiverse of madness, which, okay, that was all right, but it was just disappointing. So, I mean, like Marvel, this was going to be a make or break for Marvel. It was, yeah. gonna, it was going to be like, right. like you, they couldn't afford another dud to go into the theaters there. You're right. I was so, so pumped for love and thunder and it kind of, was a kick in the shins to put it lightly um after especially ragnarok was the best Thor movie that they came out with. one of the best marvel movies yeah that's in my, my opinion that's in my top five yeah i actually haven't watched any of the thors well so. go watch some of the thors actually just go watch ragnarok just go watch <laughs> thor 2 come back and have a conversation oh, thor 2. That, that's yeah. arguably worse than love and thunder it's honestly a tough call because love and thunder i, I would say love and thunder they're bad for different reasons love and thunder tried to go too hard into the comedy side of things whereas thor 2 tried to go really serious so they're bad for different reasons really serious but also um uh, dull yeah but like that brings up a good point something i really liked about wakanda forever was that um it had some comedy but unlike normal marvel movies where they're like throwing out a catchphrase every time they do something it was a very grounded serious movie at the end of the day yeah it was super serious i mean it starts off super somber i mean for various reasons but yeah the whole movie has a tone of like okay there's some funny parts but this is a very serious time for wakanda and the characters of black panther i mean let's talk about the intro so like i guess i should have said this up front you're listening to a podcast where you're going to review black panther wakanda forever there's going to be spoilers yeah um so i'm just going to say that now just in case you're like the one person listening in who's like uh maybe they'll tell me whether i should go see it or not um so the opening was probably hands down my new favorite marvel opening to like a marvel movie oh yeah did a really good job because i mean you had to address it you Mm -hmm. couldn't just not address the fact that chadwick boseman died yeah. yeah, like it's and, and it. I get it. They could have probably done the Princess Leia route from uh, Episode Nine, where it's like, "Hey, here's some oh, yeah. unused footage," or here's some stuff where it's like, uh, Princess Leia was like, "Oh, maybe not Episode Nine. Sorry, I thought I was thinking of Rogue One. Where at the end of Rogue One, they just had like a straight up CG Leia, yeah. and like, um, they also had a CG Grand Moff Tarkin. I'm pretty sure in Rogue yeah. One, and like, I, Dis- I was like, I'm like, please don't do a CG Chad. Like that. That's just uh, Disney has a bad history of that. No, we don't do that. Like, but they addressed it really well they handled the whole situation really well they did they, they caught the emotion of the actual passing of chadwick boseman in the movie and it didn't feel forced it didn't feel like it was out of place it it felt like it it was real life happening um which it, it was real life <clears throat> but i don't know it was just it was super surreal i had chills through the whole entire opening mm-hmm. even through the title sequence which was silent but mm-hmm. not silent i don't know if you guys noticed that or not just like was, a little windy noises light yeah. wind noise and it was it was chilling i'm getting chills now. yeah I, I really am. I was, i'm like I literally like, getting chills here thinking i was about sitting this. in the theater and i was just i was in awe it was it, yeah. was, it was really good i uh that 15 seconds of like that near silence and just clips of him like mm-hmm. i'm not one to normally cry in movies like especially like a marvel movie right yeah. but i i i cried a little i really yeah. did and that's not just me being 
like, oh, I want to say I love this movie. I want to say it. Like, I genuinely teared up. I genuinely, like, ha- felt like a pain in my chest because, I mean, every interview you've seen where people talk about Chadwick, you know, they talk about just how amazing of a guy he was and how he hid his cancer mm-hmm. up until the last moment, you know, and just, it just hit home. Yeah. It did. Yeah, that, that was, like, one of three times that I teared up in the movie, and I'm not a big emotional guy. So for the movie to hit me three different times at different mm-hmm. points, uh, really says something about the way it was yeah the way it was made man um that kind of leads me to like my next point here a little bit you know i put down here um what were your thoughts going in prior to the movie because i personally didn't watch a single trailer i knew nothing about this movie other than that it was going to be about wakanda obviously it's in the title i managed to avoid spoilers of any kind i didn't even know that namor was going to be in the movie that was a shock for me um and i think that helped my enjoyment of the movie so not knowing how they were going to handle Chadwick um, was good for me. But, like, what were your guys' thoughts going into the movie? Were you expecting it to be good? What did you think of the trailers? I mean, I'm be real. I It probably wasn't fair for me to give, like, it was more toward, like, Marvel in general, Disney, whoever you want to blame for that. Like, just their, really the last couple years, like, it's been very so inconsistent with how mm-hmm. they've done movies. I mean, depending most of them have been kind of it's either Matt or Duds, and you get the masterpiece that is No Way Home. But mm-hmm. it's, um, I mean, I was not expecting much going into it. I was like, I've gotten burnt twice by the last two movies I went and saw mm-hmm. for Marvel. Like, I don't want, I'll get burnt a third time. I'm going to go with low expectations, and maybe it'll surprise me. And it did. It, yeah. it I enjoyed it. It, it's not even just the movies. I'm just upset at how Marvel is handling its franchise, or sorry, Disney is handling its franchises in general. Um, like they're splitting it up where you have to watch the Disney plus original shows yeah. to understand a lot of the things going on. I was very thankful that black Panther had no associated whatsoever. Disney very, plus uh, show very with standalone it. kind of 100% yeah. standalone. Yeah. Um, you don't really get many of that. Didn't even anyway. mention like, I think the Avengers or anything like that. The only time it mentioned the Avengers, there was one comment about uh, when Thanos attacked and um, mm. the, the lady disappeared. You're right. Uh, there, that, that was the only mention yeah. that they were even in the MCU at that point, really. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm going to go ahead and look up the cast here real quick because um, I'm bad with names in general. So um, I'm going to go ahead and look up that person's name. I know exactly who you're talking about. Wakanda. Nakomi or something. Yeah. Old lady? No, the, I think you're talking about the girl who like went the off to Haiti, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, not Ironheart. Um, trying to see here. I'll look that up in a little bit. I know exactly who you're talking about. And you're right. That was one of the few references. But for the most part, it was a very standalone movie. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. I did. I thought it was really cool that. And like. Not everything has to be referencing the expanded universe every waking moment yeah. of, of the film. I mean, they did refer back to Black Panther, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. But, but that made sense. But yeah. yeah, they didn't really do a lot of building. Not like you're like. Of the MCU. I I think if they reference other movies in the MCU, I'm not even as upset as like because that's I love what I love about the MCU. I love that it's connected. But what I don't like is like Doctor Strange, the new one, Multiverse of Madness. Probably would have been a better movie if you didn't have to watch an entire season of a television show to even kind of halfway understand like the plot oh, and a whole yeah. character's. You wouldn't understand Wanda's motivations or like mm-hmm. why she turned evil and is where at is where she's at if you didn't watch um WandaVision, which was. It was pretty good. It was okay. I enjoyed WandaVision a lot. Like, it had some good moments. It had some bad moments. But the fact that you had to watch, what was it, eight episodes? Mm -hmm. To even be able to then, that's the barrier to entry to then go watch Doctor Strange? Yeah, and five of those eight episodes were 
plays on sitcoms from yeah. the fifties through the nineties. That was fun. <laughs> it was fun, but <laughs> that was, it was the best part like, of the show, in my I mean, opinion. That was fun. It's like, what does this have to do with with Marvel? Yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah, that's what was fun. About it. <laughs> yeah, so that that was what I I'm, I don't mind referencing movies. I just don't like whenever I have to go watch a TV show. Um, and I'm worried that Star Wars is kind of be going down that route here too, because with the amount of shows that they're pumping out, um, and they're all interconnected to some degree. I mean, the Book of Fett was basically a sequel to The Mandalorian. Like, it, like it's. I don't think Disney knows how to make standalone shows anymore. So this was a breath of fresh air in that regard. Um, yeah. So kind of going on here, um, we can go ahead and go into the plot and the rubric here in just a moment. I know we've kind of talked just like about everything surrounding the movie. We haven't actually talked about the movie yet. What was your guys' like favorite part of the movie? Hmm. I'll go ahead and say mine. You know, um, the spear fight on the bridge. So they just got Ironheart, rescued her from college. They're running away from the cops. I thought that whole sequence was great. Yeah. Um, I don't think I loved the fact that Shuri, I think her name was, was like, I have to take this motorcycle. Like, yeah. that didn't make sense to me. Like, <laughs> why? Why did you have to get on the motorcycle? What's well, that rebellious, you know, yeah. young person, you're not going to tell me what to do kind of mentality. Yeah, I, I guess that uh, that really is probably what it was, um, trying to demonstrate that character arc of hers. Mm-hmm. So other than that, I love that whole sequence. I thought that was very well done, very well shot. It was a great introduction to Ironheart, which is, I mean, essentially like the new Iron Man to a yeah. good degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that spear fight on the bridge that follows, you have orcas jump up on one side of the bridge and people jump <laughs> off of orcas you have a Hump whale back whale yeah a big blue side. whale hop yeah. up on the other side and people jump off and it's like oh dang yeah. like um a name wars army has not they're not coming to play like they mean yeah. business um they basically took them out with like one of those little water grenades and that mm-hmm. really demonstrated how powerful those grenades are and those grenades make a comeback throughout the movie it's not oh, like yeah. that was a in single a big way too in a huge way that wasn't a single use item you see those grenades come back later so to demonstrate how powerful one of them was and then mm-hmm. to show them at the end of the movie, the you got the movie. They basically whales, yeah, hauling in hundred of them. Yeah. Or more. yeah. So, because you think about a water bomb, and it's like, oh, what are they throwing water balloons at each it's other? A water balloon, yeah. <laughs> but no, those <laughs> things are awesome. But the spear fight that followed mm-hmm. just had so much weight to it, and just it did a, yeah. a lot yeah. of good like single cuts. And that part where he slams his spear in the ground and then shoves her against okay. his own spear. Yeah. And the follow up line was, "You're not worthy of my spear." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Dang, yeah. that was awesome." Was, yeah, that, that, that was really good. That may be mine. That may be. See, Cole, you didn't take notes, and now you're copying my answers. That's I mean, what we talked about. That, but I also did like them initially going to the college to get mm-hmm. Ironheart, right? Mm-hmm. That, um, See, that was that was a neat part of the movie, but for me, I feel like that might be my least favorite part. Really? I feel like the dialogue was the least, the least well written. I mean, I like that they parts. didn't like. Oh, we're gonna take thirty minutes or. 40 minutes out of the movie to go get this one character. Like they were quick in and out, but it was still, I think it was well done. And then also the Iron Man suit and everything that was pretty mm-hmm. dope yeah, as well. That was cool. She's got an Iron Man suit. Yeah, that, that might be, <laughs> that, that made me laugh. I think the college scene was the most, one of the most I, Marvel movie feeling moments I get it. of the it, movie. It stands out, but yeah, I agree. It sticks out kind of like a sore thumb, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it was, I enjoyed it personally. I almost wonder. So like, from what I've read, if I understand it correctly, is they were almost completely done writing the movie. They were about to start filming and then Chadwick passed away. Mm. Um, so they basically had to go back and kind of scrap almost the entire movie and rewrite it, yeah. which is why I got delayed and pushed back. I almost wonder how much of that was holdover from the original script. Was mm-hmm. Ironheart always supposed to be in it? That college scene had to happen. So they just left that in the new script because it definitely felt like 
kind of this like disjuncture. It felt like it was different from the rest of the movie. It did. It was very lighthearted, funny, trying to be funny jokes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of Marvel's mo, though. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, but it didn't fit the tone of the rest of the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, where the rest of the movie is like very dark and serious mm-hmm. and dialogue heavy. That one was full of like banter and yeah. just comedical moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, what was your favorite moment? Cole copied my answer. What's yours? I gave yeah. I gave an alternative answer. Have some alternative answer. Yeah. I would say my favorite moment from the movie was when Shuri got captured and they went back to Wakanda mm-hmm. and the queen just unleashed her wrath on the general. Just fire that lady. Uh, just, just right there straight on the spot. fire her. And then <laughs> the, the line where she's like, I have lost everything. All of my family. Have I not given everything for Wakanda? And it, it, I'm getting chills thinking about the scene because it's just so raw and powerful. That's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. That was really good. And like, you felt bad for the um the person getting fired. Gosh, I looked I'm, I I looked up her name here, and I'm I'm so part sorry. I'm probably gonna mispronounce like half of these. Actually, to the point, I'm probably not gonna do it. You guys know who we're talking about mm-hmm. the general who's been in all the Black Panther you know moments and movies. Um, that main character who leads the that aren't part of the army. Um, she's been there. She's like part of the family at one point. She even calls people like brother, sister, mother. You know things mm-hmm. like that. And, and then, at one point, they even mentioned she pulled a knife or she pulled the spear on her husband mm-hmm. in the first Black Panther. And that was yeah. that was the part. Has she not given everything? And then Queen just yeah one up the. One but up you side. also like agreed with the Queen in that scene though. Yeah. Like the Queen didn't want her to go. Mm-hmm. She said, "No, you're not going to take Shuri. Like that's dangerous. It's stupid. You can go on your own. Take someone different." And they ignored her wishes. So like in that moment, as cruddy as it was, it's like, I kind of agree with the queen on this one. You screwed up. Well, yeah, you just, she just lost her son. I don't remember how long it is. Four years. I think it was one year. It was one, one year. year. One okay. year. Yeah. So it's like one year later. Now you've just lost your daughter. Your husband died in the previous movie. It's like your life is in shambles right now. So mm-hmm. you have every right to be angry. Yeah. Man, just thinking about, um, that character and like talking about like how most of the warriors, it seems like the warriors that are on the forefront of Wakanda are all women. I, I put this here on my likes. I literally just put Wakanda women are jacked. And <laughs> they are. I'm here for it. Yeah. I loved it. That opening scene, it was where they're like carrying the coffin. It's mm-hmm. sad. Don't get me wrong. But to watch those six women just one handed, just boom. And their biceps were popping out. I was like, Okay, goals, right? Like I need, <laughs> I, I need, need to, to get hit, in the gym. Again. I need to hit the gym. Yeah. I want to look like a Wakandan woman. Like I was, I thought that was so cool. Um, in general, this movie as well as the last Black Panther movie, I thought was really cool. Um, it's a female-led cast, especially this one. Now that Chadwick's not in it, mm-hmm. almost entirely female-led cast. And at no point did it feel like they were doing it for the sake of doing it. It was so awesome to see these very empowered women and they all have their own reasons for doing what they're doing they all have these deep backstories and reasons for who they are and i thought that was awesome i think it's a really good example of like i the one that comes to mind is like the ghostbusters remake Mm -hmm. i hate the ghostbusters remake for like a slew of reasons but at the end of the day regardless whether in the writing room that's actually their reasoning or not it did feel as if they were like hey let's do a female ghostbusters like that was the goal and could they have done that good yeah they could have i just think the movie was done poorly um but in this one, it's just like, I don't think that was their goal. It just happened. And I think that that's awesome. Yeah. And going back to it, I don't think I ever got to say, but like leading up to the movie, I was worried that, it, you know, with the way the world is going nowadays and politically charged media and everything, I expected this movie to be super woke and mm-hmm. like woman power, black power. And it, it was, but it was subtle. 
It, was, it wasn't thrown in your face. Yeah. And and that I ashamedly, that's kind of what I expected to see was it just to be lambasted in your face from a big platform. I think there's a lot of I mean, we should address that. There's a lot of people online who and I'm just going to call them as they are are being very racist about the perception of this movie. I've seen people who when they saw how the audience score was like good on some sites were screaming, well, it's only good because it's politically correct, or it's only good because, you know, it's a, you know, like, like you just kind of said, um, I disagree with those people. The movie is good because it's good. Yeah. It's That's well written. It's stuff. well directed. Yeah. It, it's good. If you think this movie is good just because it is about um, indigenous races in Africa and minorities and things like that, that's a problem. You need to check yourself a little <laughs> yeah. bit. It was a very good movie. Um, and yeah, like there was a couple lines here and there. Like um, I think Shuri at one point says like, Oh, my favorite colonizer, you know, there was mm -hmm. a few jokes, but like, I never at any point, like you said, like I never felt like it was extra that that was the route they were trying for. It's just a very well done movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of which that colonizer that she's mentioning is Martin Freeman's character who for the life of me, I can't remember um, looking it up here on IMBD. Martin Freeman played Everett Ross. Um, and he was a detective in the first Black Panther movie. Where did his, where does his character come into this? Because I'm gonna be honest, in the MCU, I forgot where he like first come in. I'm drawing a blank too. I think he he first got introduced in the first Black Panther. Did he? I think so. Okay. Um, he made comments about how like I owe Shuri my life, and well, like I couldn't remember what Shuri Wakanda did in the big fight against Killmonger. Uh, he was fi flying the the virtual plane. He's the one mm. that shot down the last. You watched Black, the original Black Panther more recently. Than I, I did, did. like yeah. a week before this one because I hadn't watched it before. So, mm -hmm. okay, but yeah, that's where he came in. At. Uh, gotcha. I don't remember exactly how he got involved. Like to that point, though, I think his storyline was really important to the movie. When I first left the theater, I thought that his storyline kind of felt extra. It didn't feel needed, but um. At the end of the day, his story was really important because his whole reason, his whole motives was to show, you know, if other nations had vibranium the way that Wakanda had vibranium, mm -hmm. it would be bad. And you could say that on paper, but without having a, a storyline to demonstrate that evil, it kind of just falls flat. But his storyline really showed, like, it's good that Wakanda is so closed border closed resource about when it comes to vibranium and it comes to protecting its people because even though they had that little moment at the beginning of the movie with like the um Geno G geneva convention yeah. like meeting um it, his storyline really drives home yeah america totally if they got vibranium would be making like weapons of mass destruction with it 100 mm -hmm. percent. and i know it's a comic book but like i think irl like that would be the case oh yeah, yeah i think for sure no doubt about it um so i think that his thing was really good um Another thing on here, like, so you had his storyline, you had all these different storylines going on, and there was a lot of different, like, languages in this movie. Another thing I really like, I don't know if you guys noticed it, every time there's, like, a different language, the language had a different subtitle mm -hmm. font. Yeah. That was so cool. I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah, so, like, Wakandans was, like, white and, mm -hmm. like, a pretty vanilla text. Like, the, tradi the like, traditional text. I think it's to be like, hey, this is the language. Everything else is, like, you know, like, going to be different. Yeah, and then the, uh, the, the blue people that I can't remember what they... The the Namorians. The Namorians. The, the, something with the, the people from Aquaman. Something yeah. with a T. Uh back of, I don't I don't remember. But anyways, theirs was like blue and mm -hmm. like wavy, script, had like kinda. little stars, mm -hmm. yeah, on it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then they speak French at one point, and I think French was like yellow yeah. with like these white borders. I thought that was cool. It was cool. It, it distincted hey, these are three different dialects and mm -hmm. different languages. I thought it was cool in general just 
how many cultures they managed to mesh together. Because I mean, the first Black Panther movie, like, <clears throat> is already at least on paper. Like, I'm, I'm be the first to admit I have no clue about like African culture. Like, you know, that's not something I've studied or been exposed to very much um, in our school system. But like, from what I understand, is they took a lot of different cultures and kind of blended them together for the first Black Panther movie to mm -hmm. kind of make this like unique Wakandan culture that borrows from all of them. Mm -hmm. And I thought in this one they expanded on that and they brought in, you know past Africa, they brought in other cultures and kind of blended them as well. It was um, like Central America, mm -hmm. Mayans and yeah. stuff like that. I thought that was awesome, though, how smoothly they connected all those cultures. And it was one, really good representation, but then like two, like they just did it in such a nice way that I like kind of made me want to go look up more about them, but I wanted to wait till after we did this episode so I wouldn't be influenced in any way. Mm -hmm. um, but like I definitely like um, as far as Namor's people go and like they called it like the mother language and stuff like that it made me kind of want to go look into that and be like is this a real language is this something like what is this based on yeah um something i did not like namor's village i thought so they go there they've put shuri in the suit that as far as i know they stole from the military mm -hmm. doesn't make sense how they got it but then they take her down that tunnel and they get there and i feel like so taking it like versus like jason momoa's aquaman that city was bright and vibrant and cool of rainbow colors. There's an octopus playing the drums and everyone's swimming. Like, you know, like it's awesome. Sharks with lasers on their freaking foreheads. Um, and then Namor's like underwater village, other than the sun that he brought down there was like dark. Yeah. And I also loved that his people swam at like normal people speed. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of funny. I just assumed that they like had fins and could swim really fast. But at one point a person needed to go grab like a fruit or something like five feet from them. And they were like struggling to <laughs> swim over. And I yeah. was like, Oh, you think they'd be better swimmers? Yeah. My one bone to pick with that scene. And I think I said this on the way home was that that suit that Shuri uses to go down that mm -hmm. far. Obviously they stole that from whoever that was in the opening scene. I don't remember if it's ever said, <clears throat> but in that scene, it's very well known that the suit has to have a tether mm -hmm. for electricity, oxygen, it's vital resources. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, nope, Shuri, just get in this thing and then you can just float around like it's nothing. You, there's no tether. There's no power source. Like, well, you're Josh, just floating around. You, you know, it's ju it just works except when it doesn't. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. yeah. That definitely, like, you pointed that out in the car and I was like, yeah, that's definitely like... A, it was a just like a an oversight it, it doesn't really affect the movie any mm -hmm. it's just like you're marvel's usually pretty good about detail mm -hmm. and that's just one detail it's like that doesn't make sense that whole scene if you have thassalophobia is not for you which like in case you don't know what thassalophobia is is like a fear of like deep water like mm -hmm. the ocean not knowing what's down there she's flying through that tunnel like mach one going yeah. on that river current and like i'm like if she like taps her head on the wall or mm -hmm. scrapes her suit she's done well, like, and, and if you have that phobia, the the scene in the beginning where you first see those suits, that would yeah. freak you out, too, because it's pitch mm -hmm. black. You're in the bottom of the ocean. That was maybe one of my like my favorite like pieces of direction in this film. I put that down like I loved the direction in the first half of this movie more than the last half. Mm -hmm. The last half gets a little bloated, feels a little like a Marvel movie, especially that big fight scene. But the first half of this movie is a really solid horror adjacent film. Mm -hmm. And when they you don't know who Namor's people is and like. That scene where they're, they're like being sirens, basically singing people off the boat, making people dive off of a ship. I'm getting chills thinking about like that was weird. that was a very well done scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I the one thing I didn't like, like going back, I was thinking about when you mentioned the suit earlier. Is she's looking at that jellyfish and she calls it a phantom jellyfish. I've never seen one of like this close before, and I'm like, is that a real thing? Should I know what a phantom jellyfish <laughs> is? Is that a real creature? And then they never 
bring never it back touch up. it again. No. Yeah. Did Namor ride that jellyfish? Yeah, there? who knows? <laughs> like, what was the purpose of that jellyfish? <laughs> what was it doing? Our fact checker is going to tell us whether or are you looking up a phantom jellyfish? Phantom jellyfish is that a real exists? thing? Uh, I'm not connected to the internet. Listen. <laughs> It was a it was a really cool scene. We could look it up later. I mean, hey, if you know what a phantom jellyfish is, um, oh, I was gonna say leave a comment, but I don't think there's comments on Spotify. Okay. Email me. Yeah, I'll put, it, it exists. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do they have like magic powers? Like no, what are they? Just a, a big old jellyfish. Hmm. Just it, a big old jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> Stigio Ma- Medusa is Ooh. the uh, the lat- Stigio Medusa Gigantia. I butchered that Latin. I think you, you nailed did. it. I <laughs> yeah. think you, Cole. I, you nailed that. Don't don't count yourself. <laughs> I don't sure. know if it's Latin. I'm just assuming it is. Yeah, most of the time it is. Um, Step one stop. But yeah, no, I love that they brought that in. Um, I liked overall the way that they handled animals in this one versus Aquaman. Like Aquaman, like was a very very comic book movie. Like I didn't the, see that one either. The end of Aquaman. There's like these like prehistoric dinosaur alligators with machine laser machine guns strapped to them. Like, and there's a kraken, and they're fighting sharks with. I'm not exaggerating. Fighting sharks with lasers on their foreheads. To, to be fair though, isn't that what the whole thing is supposed to be? Though it's a comic book. Like that. It's based on a comic. Book. Oh, 100. I'm not. <laughs> that was maybe my favorite part of the Aquaman movie. But I liked in this one, considering they're going for that more grounded approach Mm -hmm. the way they handled namor having control of the animals since he's essentially marvel's aquaman i thought was more grounded like they apparently have some way of communicating with them and the animals help them but they help them in very supportive ways ways, like carrying a nuke to the boat or like being a bus yeah pretty much (laughs) like yeah um i thought that was cool it was cool so hey like any final like i've got a lot of like likes and dislikes on here we can talk about all day um but i i feel like we we're at 29 minutes now maybe we need to like start jumping in the room you guys got any final thoughts before we like start plugging stuff in here i mean i part i mean really my take like between the first and second one like i need to go watch the first one again because it's been a while but i remember liking the first one a lot mm-hmm. i don't think it matches what the first one was but it was still really good that's yeah yeah, I mean it's it's not gonna overtake it. Like Yeah. First Black Panther's probably I mean, I know it's a lot of people like all time favorite Marvel movie. My my it's like fringe top ten for me, but Okay. But Wakanda Forever's probably sitting around that mid teens. Mid teens? It's I, uh, I have to write I have to write it out and see kind of where it falls in. I guess my problem is, is I've seen so many Marvel movies that unless I go back and rewatch them all, I don't know where half of them place in my yeah. heart. I know that Winter Soldier's up there. Like, it's a top three for me, you know. See, I got my top, my top five's a lock. Can you tell me? Okay, that's a really good point. Tell me your top five real fast. Okay, so I'm going to go from five to one. Okay. So five was... I thought you had this locked. It's, 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 yeah. it's Ragnarok. It was, Ragnarok. It was, it was, okay. It was still Ragnarok. He's like, I've got this locked, but also let me think. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm like, I just, I had, I had my top five like listed in case that came up. So. You're reading the mental notebook. Okay, five yeah, okay. is Ragnarok. Uh, four is Civil War. Good one. Three is it's on my two and three flip, but right now it's three. Like it depends on the week for the two and three. Mm-hmm. But three is currently in game. Okay. Two is Infinity War, and one is. The boys know Spider-Man No Way Home. It's <laughs> No Way Home was tight. So Winter Soldier is nowhere in your top five. I mean, it's up there, but it's not in my top five. It's yeah. probably in the top ten. I feel like that's a lot of people when you ask them. And maybe that's just because it's the popular answer. Like it's a no non-offensive answer to say um Winter Soldier, but a lot of people that's up there for them. I mean, it's French. I mean the two that could have made my top five that had a really strong case are the first Doctor Strange and the first Guardians movie. 
Guardians is one of my favorite movies, but that's just because I love the source material so much. Those two easily could have snuck their way in there. Yeah. All right. So, like, last thing here before we start plugging stuff in, I asked you what your favorite part of the movie was. I got to ask now, what was your least favorite part of the movie? Um, And I, it's such like a a picking point because it's subjective. But I think my least favorite part of the movie was just like the the CGI, especially in the last half during like the big fight scenes. I thought it was rough. There was one part where they're fighting on top of the boat and like you can tell that a lot of people there are CG and spears aren't actually connecting with physical things. They're just floating through people and it's in slow-mo too. So it's really apparent. I just felt like a lot of the visuals in this movie were very lacking compared to like Marvel movies five years ago. I know there's people on strike and that's probably the cause, but like, but the visuals, as far as CG goes, were very lackluster in this film. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, there's not really like a part that in this movie that sticks out where it's like, okay, that part kind of sucked, like, mm-hmm. it was, or like it's. I mean, you guys say the college scene. I didn't say like you didn't say it sucked, but it's like okay, that feels kind of out of place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really don't have a one a part that really sticks out that's like, eh, that really I didn't really care for that. I mean, everything was either like. Yeah, that was all right. To, okay, this is really good. Mm-hmm. It was pretty consistent. I would say my least favorite part would probably be um, the character of Namor. I don't know. I just didn't like Namor. I, I not that I didn't like Namor. Dango fish person. Not that I didn't like him. It's just I don't feel like he was well written. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't hate him, but I didn't love him. I didn't. I don't know. And then they don't really defeat him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, yeah, I, I just. Feel like he was very non-event. You know, you know what, Josh? You did bring that up. Hey, there it is. That's my least favorite part. There, yeah, you didn't kill the man. You had a chance to. <laughs> oh, they should have though. You they did. should have um, killed him. Yeah. I personally liked Namor compared to what my knowledge of Namor is in the comics, which is not a ton, mind you. I'm not a Namor stan. Um, I thought that like he was a good character, and something I did like about this movie in general is I felt like most of the people in this movie had a reason for doing what they do. Um, there was no evil in this movie. No one was out there to nuke the world just because you could argue at the beginning, maybe that's kind of Namor's cause, but I think it's implied that Namor living as long as he has knows that if he doesn't do something, humanity is garbage and they need to be eradicated. Um, you could argue that one way or the other, but I think that like he was content to keeping to himself until like this happened. Um, and like they started trying to mine vibranium and Namor was like, okay, if humans start getting vibranium, that's a problem. We need to address it. Um, and then I feel like he was on the cusp of being talked down off that ledge um, when he was with Shuri in the underground city. I felt like that we were about to have that breakthrough. And then the Wakandans did their little infiltration mission and they killed his people and that pushed him over the edge. But like at the flip side of that, the reason they did the infiltration mission is because they thought that Shuri was kidnapped. It was just misinformation both sides didn't have the full story. So I kind of felt like at the end of this movie that no one was evil for evil's sake. They had reasons for doing what they did and believing what they believe. Um, but I do 100% agree with Cole. I feel like the morals were wishy-washy. You have, I think his name was Imbaktu, I think was his name, um, who's one of my favorite characters in both movies. Um, at the beginning of the movie, he's like, let's kill this fish man. And he's eating, a, I think he was eating a carrot. He's like, let's, let's kill this guy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. string him up. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, Let's have compassion on the fish people. And then Shuri decides to have compassion. And then the movie, I was like, okay, so the movie wants us to think compassion's good. That's the moral. But then they end the movie by showing that Namor plans on (laughs) utilizing Wakanda for evil. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, maybe they should have killed him. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm sticking with it. Namor's probably my least favorite part of the movie. 
he's really his favorite part. I hated his his winged an- winged ankles. Yeah, that was, was weird. Of, uh, and then whenever Shuri ripped him off of there at the end, it was like, uh, that was kind of cool though. It was cool, but it made my ankles hurt. <laughs> yeah, I so love that. That seems painful. I love the way Shuri defeated Namor because she's brains. Mm-hmm. She's brains over brawn, and she took the Black Panther serum or whatever, and she is now strong. But at the end of the day, her brains is what makes Shuri the defender mm-hmm. and she uses her brains to build the chamber that dehydrates him. She uses the brains to take him to the desert. And then at the end, after her physical prowess failed, she defeated him by using her environment, just outsmarting Namor. I mm-hmm. thought that was a really cool use of fight. Whereas the previous black Panther was about, I'm just going to be better than this person. Mm-hmm. Like physically Shuri was just smarter. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. I, I enjoyed Shuri's character arc a lot. In mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Just in general, like across both movies and across the MCU, I feel like Shuri is really shining through in a nice way, and I'm excited to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, any last thoughts before we start doing this? Alrighty, I'm gonna start here with our uh, our first category, which is plot. What would you guys give plot? I'm gonna give the plot personally. I'm gonna give it a four. Um, I think it was good overall. It was a little lacking in some areas, like with character motivations and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. it was a geopolitical movie more than like your traditional marvel almost like comedic action movie that they just shove out the door let me go yeah go ahead are we allowing decimals like if if i'm stuck hey give me a decimal give me a decimal that's fine okay Um, i'm gonna give it a 3.5 on the plot okay i mean i i mean i was kind of torn like was the plot bad no it was did it get from point a to point b it did it did what it was supposed to do and it did it it did it well but I, I'm, I'm not going to give it a five because it wasn't like. I mean, it did t- show a tell a story really well on what is happening when there's no Black Panther. What what is the what is Wakanda like at, when there's no Black Panther to defend it? Mm-hmm. I think it did that really well. But I mean, like the other plot was just like there's a bad guy. There's all this stuff in there. It got to the end. It, we got to the conclusion. It was just overall just generally good plot. Yeah, but not enough to earn a. Uh, five for me and i'm like in the four i'm like eh, i'm just gonna go in between okay be safe are we rating out of five or ten i'm out of five well this is our first episode people we are still ourselves learning how best to approach this <laughs> for some reason i thought we were out of 10 basis points so um, yeah just divide everything in half you you were gonna bank you got that yeah. you could do that right i can yeah so Why original, are you sweating, Josh? You're on. sweating profusely. It's you threw a curveball at me. I thought we were rating it out of a 10. So I'm going to go with a 4. Okay. On plot. I felt like it was... Are you typing the scores in? I am. Okay. I I don't pick up a whole lot on plot holes uh, when I watch movies. And so for me, I feel like the plot was straightforward and well executed. So Okay. All right. Speaking of plot holes, let's go on to continuity next. Um, Continuity, you know, being how it fits in the overall scheme of the MCU, as well as like its continuity within itself. Um, I'm going to be pretty generous here again. I think that this one is also a four for me. For the most part, there weren't many plot holes in this film that I thought really took me out of it and unimmersed me. And I loved we talked about it. It's a standalone movie. It did what it set out to do, and it didn't even set up really a sequel that much. It's just kind of like, we exist as a good movie. Please watch it, and I I really liked that. For my continuity, boys, it's time. It's the first episode, but a five is coming out for this one. That's You can give five on every episode if you want. That's fine. We're going to five on this one. 
Um, I mean, I felt like it being a standalone movie is really what put it over the edge because I think that kind of helps it in that case where it's like, I feel like if you start adding all the other little things and you have a, you have a higher chance of retconning something or say, saying something that's like, okay, that's a plot hole now where you just kind of contradicted what the previous three movies set up and it's like, mm-hmm. and you didn't really like, they didn't really set up anything either. So it was like, they're not, um, stuck doing that. Like, okay, they set this thing up and then if they don't address it in a later movie, it's like, well, crap, Wakanda forever kind of screwed that up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go four and a half. Um, so a couple notes on continuity that I had down here. I really enjoyed how they handled uh, the death of T'Challa. Um, I felt like that was handled really well. We kind of discussed that already. The mid credit scene at the end mm-hmm. uh, where they set up that T'Challa has a son. Big spoiler alert. But anyways. And hey, we're uh, well into spoiler. At this point, we are huge into spoiler. <laughs> we've talked yeah, about the whole movie. off by now. What is <laughs> yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. What if that was the pushing point for someone? They're like, what? I didn't watch it. <laughs> Flip their tables. Like, if you're that but person, the fact that, really that Marvel set it up to where down the road, uh, his son could become Black Panther at some mm. point was really cool for me. Um, and then I I enjoy how for the most part of the movie, they didn't have a Black Panther. And so you weren't 100% sure, at least I wasn't 100% sure if they were even going to bring the character back. Yeah. Um, because they didn't have the heart-shaped herb. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a way to do it. But then they, you know, Shuri's brains and yeah. smarts, they, they, they were able to and they made Shuri Black Panther so she can that character can live on mm-hmm. um, in the future Marvel movies. So. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of those things where it's like, I would compare the Black Panther character to, like, Doctor Who, in that sense. Where yeah. it's like, you have someone who is the Black Panther, but it's it can be a different person, though. Main, like, having this role, that's kind of the best way I can see it. So it's going to be one of those characters that just live on, live on, live on. British people are screaming right now. All zero of our British audience is freaking out Come over that me. comparison. Come at me. All zero of them. Yeah. Um, something I just thought about that I didn't realize, you know, we were talking about continuity. Shuri wouldn't have been able to create the heart-shaped herb if Namor had not been nice and given her that bracelet. That is true. Bracelet, that was his mom's that he's had since he was a child. That was his, his extension of the olive branch. Mm-hmm. That was a huge piece of him that he gave to her and, and then some if i could ha- argue that it wouldn't have made sense for namor to give that up mm-hmm. um there's a whole lot of other things that he could have given her as an olive branch but he chose to give he chose to give that up and i think that's plot armor it, a little bit i think he was really trying to win over wakanda i think he was like we need wakanda they're the only people that have a chance of standing against us so i oh, think he definitely was that was him like, like yeah i don't know some could argue that y- yeah you're right namor would not have given that mm-hmm. up without so, a plot I guess you could argue that is both a good thing that the movie did that or a bad thing. But yeah, I didn't realize it till now. If he had not given that to Shuri, he w- she would not have completed the heart-shaped herb. Mm-hmm. Wow. Revelations. We should have done this while we were watching the movie. Do the podcast like <laughs> live. Like, like, In the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. All right. Characters. Um, I'm giving characters a five out of five. I mean, there's really no... I mean, I know you said you didn't like Namor. I personally like Namor. The only character I thought even that was like mildly not super well done was Ironheart, but I mean, she was a spinoff. I wouldn't want to say throwaway character. They might bring her back. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like I thought all the characters were well done, well written. You understood where they came from, where they're trying to go, why they are, who they are. I thought that the characters for me, characters is a five out of five. I think a 4.8 for me. It's almost a five, but the Namor character really throws it off. Shuri's character arc, top notch. 
the queen's passing and her fire through the movie top notch the general i mean there was so many good characters but i don't know i just feel like the villain is super lacking in the movie so i'll give it a five i i would give it a uh, 4.5 for the characters okay i mean it's one of those things where like yeah they're all really good but i mean there's some where it's like i don't know i mean i, I didn't feel like i was as attached to some of these characters as i am to like other which i'm you know just marvel casual so it's <laughs> or i like my tony stark my um steve rogers peter parker that kind of stuff and yeah. like i really don't i don't feel a bond with these characters like i would for like all the the ogs of mm-hmm. the marvel cinematic universe fair all righty uh direction is a tough one for me because like i stated i think the direction in the first two-thirds of this movie was very well done it was super grounded didn't feel like a marvel movie it was very long dialogue driven very nuanced and then in the last third you have a marvel action brawl and i so it's mm, you know it, the first half of the movie is a five the second half of the movie for me is like a two or a three i think all in all I'm, i know i'm giving lots of fours here i'm gonna split it down the middle and i think i'm gonna give this one a four again um i did do decimals when i typed out mine earlier um but yeah i think this one's a four for me um there were things that were super super well done but it kind of fell apart at the end I'm going to give it a 3.5. I mean, the kind of bringing the description for like our, what we have considering for direction. I mean, the visuals and they were cool, but I mean, some of the CG did was kind of, eh, that's, it's, it's a very, it's a very broad category. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really I felt like at some points, like this movie is dark. Like, not that it's serious. I'm like this movie is just, dark i can't w- see anything yeah like <laughs> it was a dark movie. especially like when they went under like to the waters I'm like, to the what's underwater going city. On? i can't <laughs> yeah um so, mm-hmm. like yeah so it's 3.5 for me okay i'm gonna give it a four as well um partly because it's not very visually impressive mm-hmm. there's a couple scenes that are just meh but there was nothing that i was just like wow like mm-hmm. this is a visual masterpiece masterpiece um but what i did enjoy was the soundscape and the the score um i was lucky enough to sit middle of the theater mm-hmm. perfect seat i don't ever get that oh, yeah. opportunity really um and so for me the the use of surround sound i was super immersed in the movie even though it wasn't visually impressive it was very um audio i mean impressive Side note, that's why I bought those tickets, you know, two weeks in advance. That's kind of the reason I love about the theater we've been going to and why I like to order tickets ahead of time so I can pick my seats better. And I picked the four right smack dab in the middle of the theater that were available for that reason. Um, we didn't even talk about the soundtrack, but the soundtrack was this awesome, like, blend of cultures, blends of styles. Like, it was mixing old with new. Yeah, the soundtrack. It didn't use hip-hop as heavy as the first Black Panther mm-hmm. did, which yeah. I enjoyed because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was needed. But, I think, But the music in general was just very mm-hmm. good. I think like the hip hop was used in the first movie for like a couple different reasons, but I also think that that fit Chadwick Boseman. That kind oh, of fit did, his yeah. interpretation of Black Panther. Um, and then this newer one, you know, we're focusing on Shuri and like what's left behind. Yeah, it was there like a little bit, but like it was a lot more culturally mm-hmm. culturally. I can't say that word. You know the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was rich in culture. Yes. Um, and I thought it was very new. Yeah, the soundtrack, the score, the sound effects, like very well done. I mean, even for a Marvel movie, a step above. I agree. So four for direction. All righty. And like, here's the last one, the big one, enjoyment. Um, You know, this category, you don't need to be 
combination of all the things we've talked about before. It could be a standalone, like, hey, like everything else on this, you could give a one and you could still give an enjoyment of five. Um, enjoyment for me, overall four, like Cole said, it's up there in my favorites. It's not my favorite, um, but, uh, you know, at least on the first viewing, it could go up or down on a subsequent viewing, but like, I've really enjoyed it overall. I thought it was good. I'm going to give it a three for enjoyment. Ooh. It's middle of the road, so it's going to get the middle of the road score. There's been about, I think, 30, 31 MCU movies now at this point. So this one for you is middle of the road Marvel? Ish. Okay. Ish. I think it's on that upper third. I mean, I would have to sit down and, like, go through all of them and, like, kind of, where would I rank them based off? Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of them is going to be off of memory because I haven't seen them in forever. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like if I was to rank it right now, I'd probably end up in that 14 to 18 range, maybe, Mm -hmm. depending on what's in there. All right, Josh, you're the last one. Bring us home. I'm going to give it a four. That's it? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no comments? Hey, Why'd you give keep, keep my, no. I'm the one that doesn't have the notes here, yeah. and yeah. Josh is not giving me room. <laughs> no. I, everything that I've already said, I enjoyed the writing a ton. I feel like most of the dialogue was top-notch. Um, audio-wise, top-notch. Story-wise, I enjoyed it. My only big nitpick was a couple um, elements like the suit and some minor things and then the visuals and then uh, Namor. But other than that, it was, it was a good movie. Okay. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, hey, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at the timestamp here. When we sat down, like, talking about, hey, this is our first time doing this podcast. This is our for like, we're going to, what what should we shoot for? And we all said 20 to 30 minutes for 50 minutes. I thought it'd probably go closer to an hour. Yeah, I'm not against it. I love there's long a lot, There's hey, a lot of talking points. If you've stuck with us this far into this podcast, thank you. You're probably my grandma and like my, you know, like <laughs> or uh, my wife. Yeah, or like uh, our our friend, you know, who's in our band with us. He listened. He listened to the old podcast. He's a freak. I don't. He's he's a, he's a weirdo. So hey, if you've stuck with us this far, your reward. Um, I ended up giving it at, at the end of the day. I gave it an 84. percent Cole gave it a 78. Josh was the uh, the most lenient among us amongst us with an 85.20 percent. All of that culminates. To a total score of 82.40%. Um, since my idea sent out for this was to kind of review it like we're teachers reviewing something, I think I got to round that down to an 82%. You can't give a kid an 82.4 grade no, on something. Gotta, what it, a, it's not up to round it up. So. What kind of weirdo? But it's not at that point five. So yeah. our final score for Black Panther Wakanda Forever is an 82%. It's a low B, um, which, you know, when you when you look at something, a lot of people beat themselves up that they don't get an A, but I mean, C is average, right? Mm-hmm. C is the average. So a low B, that's good. That's a good, It's and for me, it's in the upper third of Marvel movies. Yeah, and it's one of the best Marvel movies that has come out it's recently. It's the be- best one this year. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Sure. The only thing that comes close is, well, I mean, No Way Home is better. No Way Home was significantly, But like nothing else recent by Marvel has been close. Yeah. I mean, they've missed the mark. Mr. Uh, Mor- Mr. Dr. Morbius would have... Uh... It's Morbin time. Yeah, we're considering Morbius a Marvel movie. I mean, it technically is. It's not really a Marvel movie, but uh, Werewolf by Night was really good. Werewolf by Night was very good. Hey, maybe we need to do the next episode on Werewolf by Night. I think we should do it on Morbin time. Morbin time. Hey, my (laughs) final thing here, final thoughts. If you guys have anything you want to add, but like in addition to that, I just got to ask like, how do we feel about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and where we think it's going next? Because personally... It's been in a rough spot with the leaving of a lot of that original cast, the directors and Kevin Feige and all those people backing off. It's felt like it hasn't had a direction. They're definitely leaning for a multiverse quantum realm, something I mean, kind of future. They're, they're going to set up 
Kang is what this guy yeah. is the next mm-hmm. big bad. I mean, you got Secret Wars that are gonna they're gonna have to start building for. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, though, my fear with like Kang has not been in a movie; he's only in the shows. If you're not watching the shows, yeah. and I just Cole just said Kang, you don't know who Kang is. Like you had to watch Loki, and that worries me for the future. Are they gonna keep splitting it? Are they finally gonna like commit to the movie format and then keep the TVs the spinoffs? I don't know what yeah. they're gonna do. Yeah, I. I I honestly can't tell you where I mean, where I'm, Marvel's gonna go. There's a lot it's of really good... a crapshoot. I mean, they've released a lot of titles, a lot of high expected titles uh, over the next few years. So hopefully they have a long overarching plan. But if you look back it, over the last couple of years, it's, it's rough. So yeah. they they got a hole to crawl out of. This yeah. is a good starting point. Which I think there's a lot of high expectations because I think we can all agree. The, fir- the initial run of Iron Man 1 to Endgame is never going to be able to be repeated again. Like, no. how well that was done. Probably never. It's never- Not in our lifetime. Like it's so you're setting that- up some iconic characters. That was 11 years in the making. I love to think that, like, 100 years from now, they're going to, like, do it again. Like, start from <laughs> scratch. Like, we're going to be dead in the ground, yeah. and our great-great-grandkids like- are going to be like, oh, man, Endgame's coming out. The mm-hmm. remake of Endgame. I'm so excited. My grandpa loved that movie. Yeah. That- <laughs> I mean, just a ima- list how well... They managed to address all those characters in one universe with all these different movies and how they had it planned out, which is perfect. They they nailed it on that. So I don't think they're going to be able to achieve that level with this run. But if they could get somewhat close to it, if they could get a third of it, if they could be a good movie, somewhat match the energy of the Mm -hmm. first run of it, they'll be all right. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think anyone's. I mean, it's just high expectations because you you peaked. That was. DC is definitely going that route where they're like, okay, we connected everything. It flopped. Like, let's focus on standalone movies. And it feels like Marvel's maybe with Black Panther. It feels like it's that first step towards, mm-hmm. does everything have to be connected all the time? Yeah. You know, um, I think that might be the best direction for them right now. And then slowly but surely bring them back together for another mm-hmm. big event in the future. But I think this was a good step in the right direction for Marvel. I believe you are correct. Yeah. All righty. Any last thoughts? Because I think, man, I, I have so much stuff on here, like my likes and dislikes, but we're sitting, we're coming up on 53 minutes now, and I think that people are probably tired of hearing our voices. Yeah, I don't know what I'm Psycho is listening voice. to 53 minutes yeah. of us. Josh mentioned he hated hearing his voice, so I'm going to make sure when I mix this later, I'm going to really bump up his vocals. He's going to be louder than all of us. I appreciate it. If you made it this far, thank you for listening. Um, I'm probably going to be putting a Google form in the description of the Spotify here, so if you have comments what you liked what you disliked recommendations for our next movies uh old movies you think we should go back and review we'd love to hear from you guys if you think it was terrible tell us um i love uh, your hate fuels me so (laughs) all righty hey thank you guys for listening if you've made it this far this was our first episode we hope to only get better from here peace